Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast once again. I am your host, Riel. I'm Fayez, and this is the podcast where we delve deeper into the issues that young Muslims face when growing up in a Western society. It can be tough finding help if you need it. Um, you can go to your parents, but there might be a generational gap there. Uh, you can go to your local imam, but they're just going to, you know, go off to the religion and not even think about what you're going through. Then you can go to therapists and not even, and they might not even think about the religion and just go off of what you're going through. So we're here to help bridge that gap. Absolutely. And with that being said, we are hence named as Young, Western, and Conflicted. Young being two young guys here just trying to live in a Western society, survive in a Western society, and we are conflicted, or not just us, but our younger audience as well, or many people alike are conflicted within living in a Western society. So we really hope you enjoy this episode, or this. Po- and if you love this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it, be sure to like it, follow us, and share share, share the word, yeah, share us around, man. We, check we, out the other episodes. Absolutely. A couple. Uh, housekeeping items, you'll see from the setup here that um, it's set up in a way to keep <laughs> us anonymous. Uh, and then there are a bunch of reasons for that. Um, we will be delving deeper into you know personal stories about um, about our experiences when we're talking about these episodes. Um, and we just want to well, we hope everybody respects that. Um, Allah is working to keep us uh, our sins a secret, so we don't want to undo all of that work. Um, also, we also want to let it be known that we're not scholars. So if you're looking for how to practice the religion, um, there are people who are way more qualified to do that. Um, we're just staring, sharing our stories, and hopefully you guys can relate with some of them. Our perspectives, basically. Yeah. All right. And so today's episode, it's going to be on the concept of dating. Mm-hmm. And a question, which is a big, big question within the Muslim community, is can dating be halal? Yeah, I'd say this is a really hot, <clears throat> button, a hot button topic. Um, there's a ton that goes into it. So this might turn into two, three, four episodes. Um, who knows? Um, but this will kick things off in the inaugural question of, <laughs> can we give you permission to go date? Right. I mean, definitely from like just off the bat, uh, brown parents are definitely gonna say no. <laughs> straight off the bat. Yeah. I mean, like, just I mean, not to. This is probably just gonna be weird after right after you saying that, but it's like it's gonna be very difficult to stop the young generation from ever talking to somebody no, from legit. the opposite yeah, gender. Like, you know, you're going through uni, you're going through high school, you're going through the workplace, you're going to have to meet people of the opposite gender. Um, and Interactive as well. As exactly. Yeah. And then you that's you also can't shield yourself away and you can't shield your children away from, mm-hmm. from things along those lines. You can't lock yourself away from the world because you're going to have to live in it and living your life is going to require you to interact with people of different faiths and different cultures so it's going to be incredibly difficult to stop the younger generation to start talking to the opposite gender but it's also very easy to sin when it comes to the dating world Hmm. you know um so this dude i heard you guys talking about dating yeah sure yeah sure and kind of Another yes or no? Yeah, uh, yeah, fine. yeah, yes. fine, yes. yes. Okay, yes. yeah. You are, you are allowed 
to meet your potential spouse. That, I want to hear from you. That is dating. But not that kind you're of dating that you're thinking about. It's potential different. potential spouse. That is it's hadith. Hadith. It's, it's, it's different. Yes. Uh, what, what kind of hadith? It, it's Sahih hadith. Sahih hadith. Yes. Good book. Dear me, yes, we. Well, why are you? Why are you talking? I'm just uh, listen here. You let's let's kick this episode off. We'll start off with what the religion says, um, and I want to start off with a story that your dad actually taught me. Um, love your dad though. Like he's <laughs> learned a lot from him. Like respect him a lot. Really religious. Uh, like learn. He's really knowledgeable. Um, and he told me a story about so mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. Don't don't give any evil eye. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's my bad. Um, but yeah, so he was telling me a story about an imam who wasn't married, and then he caught he was caught by his students with a girl. And then when class came, all of his students were like, "Yo, you're not married, and you taking out girls and stuff." And then he was like, "Yo, I'm not, you know, doing anything wrong." It's sunnah to go see girls that you're going to propose. And I went and looked this up. There's a hadith about that. Well, not that story. About that premise in Tirmizi. So, so it's this, authentic. That this means. is a sahih hadith. So it's authentic. And a sahabi okay. of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he proposed to a woman in marriage. And the Prophet said, look at her, for it is the best way to make lasting affection between you. Wow. Okay. So this this is okay. like that blew my mind too. I'm like, um, and I even told your dad. I'm like, yo, you basic. Do you know what you just did? You basically gave permission for everybody to date. And then he told me he was like, I'm not telling people to date. It's more just like who you're marrying. You get to choose and you get to decide. You get to do your due diligence, and it's soon enough to do that because that's how affection grows. Right. But you see, like, the funny thing is that within, within, like, the Daisy culture, I mean, even in any other culture, we, like, see, look, Islam is an easy religion, to, and it's meant to be an easy religion to follow and practice. And con- conceptually, with regards to the whole concept of dating, uh, I mean, not really dating, but like what you said as well, mentioning the hadith and seeing other women to possibly marry them or propose to them, yeah. it's, it's, you're not doing nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But I think within, the, within like, our cultures, it kind of developed this whole diaspora of saying, even sitting in a room with a ladaki, like a lady, excuse me, um, is forbidden. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember there's a, you know, my mom, funny enough, she gave me a golden rule saying that I can't be in a room with a woman. Like, for right. real. Not even your mom? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about mom, but like, like, I mean, like, if it was a woman, then okay, like, you, you can't be in a room with her. I mean, Till this day, I still like remind myself of that rule. I mean, she, I, I get it. She has a point, mm. but at the same time, it's like, like what, like, like what's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, with that being said, I'm saying this hadith, the authentic hadith is what I'm trying to say. But like, you can't look at it as a vacuum. Like that's okay. You're, this is basically giving you permission to go look at girls. Like, sure, this is an authentic hadith. Look up, you know, Sunan al Tirmizi, yeah. hadith number one thousand eighty-seven. Um, but that also just look at her doesn't also mean just, you know, just stare and <laughs> like cover your lust because Islam also mentions to lower your gaze. You know how creepy that might be? Just look at her. This, and you just, I want to propose for you for marriage. Like, excuse me? Like, come on, like, get out of here. She's going to get uh, creeped out by you. Yeah, you can't, you can't look at that as a vacuum and right, like, right. that's all you look at. Because beyond that, if you look, Islam also mentions to lower your gaze. Like mm-hmm. if you look at someone accidentally, you look away. Prophet said, don't continue to look because that's going to 
um, you know, fulfill your lust, right? Islam also mentions in the Quran, don't even approach zina. Not just don't do it. Don't even go near it. Come near it. Yeah. yeah. There's a Quran, like, uh, there was a Quranic ayah that you shared in the first episode. Right? Yeah. yeah. There, and that's not even in one pr place in the Quran. No, it's many, it's many places, places yeah, yeah. in the Quran. Like, this is like the one, I, I, in my opinion, I think this is like the, the most notable ayah regarding this this matter. Yeah. In, uh, it's in Surah Bani Israel. Yeah. yeah, and not to go, not to just not do it, but not even to go near it. Because right. it's, zina is an incredibly grave sin. Mm -hmm. Like, it's compared to losing your iman, basically. It's like next to shirk, basically. Like, uh, in uh, Sayyid Muslim and Sayyid Bukhari, there's a hadith. So no, these are authentic, by the way. Yeah. No adulterer is a believer at the time when he was committing adultery. Same goes for a thief who's at the time of stealing and a wine drinker at the time of drinking alcohol like you are you are your iman is gone when you're committing those types of sins um and like you'll lose yourself your your entire identity right. if you develop a habit of zina like right. we can even see this in the show like, oh wow yeah rami yeah. rami was in israel for a business trip and this guy is passing security checks in israel to go meet a girl that he met on tinder like he has to go through a whole line there's people with guns like, even when he got there, he got jumped, he, he got beat up, his jacket got stolen, all to go meet some girl on Tinder. No, but he didn't even do anything with the girl. No, no, like, they just talked. It, it was just like, it was a waste of time for him, basically. Yeah, it, even like, he realized it himself, too, as well. Which is fair. Like, yeah, just because you meet on Tinder, I'm supposed to do all of this yeah, for you. She even said it in the show. Yeah, but like, right, exactly, exactly. Like, that's, that's what happens. It's like, this is what happens when you uh, have a habit of committing Zina. Like, mm. you will... <laughs> like, put your life in danger just for that sort of thing. Like, even in the first episode when he was with that girl, like, which Very, was... Like, the first 10 minutes, yeah, I was yeah. surprised about that. And then it started off with good intentions. Like, her, I think her brother or something was there, and then this was legit for marriage. Yeah, yeah. And then when things got super secluded, like, it was about to go somewhere um, where either parties are going to commit something very heinous. But then, like, even... And then this was in their car. So, like, right. even when, you know, people tell me that, I'm like... Why would you do that in your car? It's like super cramped. It's dark. It's probably gonna smell. But like, yo, just like if you have that habit, like that's what you'll do. Like wherever situation arises that you're secluded, you're by yourself, you're just gonna want to pounce in in, in scenarios. Like you know, that. this reminded me. I, I don't know if this is like an authentic hadith or authentic uh, narration from the prophet or whatnot, but this is a sign of uh, that they have they, they have kiyama, Excuse me, sorry. Where. Uh, adultery will become a very common practice even in the streets and it'll be a time where like if there is uh, I'm, again i'm paraphrasing uh, please correct me if i'm wrong but uh i i believe the day of gamma will not come if where uh, two people are committing adultery on the street and a believer walks by and would tell them please do this on the side not in public there's a saying about that mm. but if there's no believer that's able to have the the wherewithal to even tell someone you know do this on the side then it's sure to happen right but i don't think but from my understanding i don't think any believer will be alive during that time right mm -hmm. but again it's all like we can get into the, all that stuff later but this just reminded me of that you yeah, know yeah. saying basically yeah i mean like what we're trying to say is that you are allowed from the hadith you are allowed to go meet and see and get to know people that you want to propose for marriage mm -hmm. however the islam also mentions that going towards any unlawful acts is very very severe and very very heinous so the point we're trying to make is you are allowed to go see people, but within conditions. 
and like this isn't just what we're talking about and like what the our opinions are and we're giving you our audience our cult this is our little cult of dating people like renowned scholars will give you like their advice on how what to do when going to meet girls like mufti mank is somebody that i really respect like he's a imam like he doesn't just basically yell in the mic saying like you're going to go to hell if you don't do xyz like he's funny he's relatable <coughs> like you know like he's he, he's great what you say so no it's just uh, never mind okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like i mean he's relatable he's great to listen to and he has his uh, like a full like not to do list but like he has his criteria, advice criteria. on what to do what to keep in mind um when going to go see girls for for marriage yeah um which is which is what we would also recommend as well like first even before even thinking about this learn what the responsibilities are of a spouse and of a husband mm-hmm. and if you can fulfill them and you yeah. need to have the maturity aspect too as well yeah because yeah. like a lot of like see one thing to know is that maturity it takes time for people to develop because mm-hmm. like right now like i mean we're, we're at this time in our life at this age in particular where I, I me personally i'm not mature enough for it just yet yeah we have we, yeah I, I i i think so myself <laughs> personally but our cousin, who, mashallah, by the way, shout out to her if you're watching this. Congratulations on your wedding. Uh, she got married a month ago. Uh, and she's way younger than us. But when you see her, she's mature for it. Mm-hmm. You can tell that. And yeah. even even her, even her now husband, that, they know they're ready for that, too. Yeah, you can tell. and that's that's one of the responsibilities. Of exactly. Spouse, like exactly. that kind of character, have that maturity. So, like, what you want to do is, if you're starting to even think about dating, is, like, learn the responsibilities of a spouse. Because that's what mm-hmm. you're trying to do at the end of the day. Right. It's like dating quote-unquote is getting to know somebody with the end goal of marriage and seeing if this person is your person and somebody that you can spend the rest of your Mm -hmm. life with like you're not looking for somebody for the holidays or you're not trying to date just for the sake of it or like to get to know somebody or whatever like this is somebody that you're going to marry so like as long as you have that intention from day one like it'll shape the way that you interact with that person so, like, even in my own experience, like, when I'm going to see partners that I'm proposing to, um, <laughs> like, I would bring up things that would, like, I'd tell my friends, I'd talk about, you know, marriage and finance and, like, living situations, all on first dates. And everybody okay. I'd tell this to is like, yo, you're crazy. You're going to bring up, <laughs> you're going to tell people that she has to live with your in-laws right on a first date? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, but like that's what I'm here for like I'm not trying to waste anybody's time like dude, we're looking for yeah, something, something serious basically yeah. yeah so like as long you gotta get that out of the way first and then build something on top of that because there's nothing mm-hmm. worse than wasting all of that time and right. at the end of it like there's nothing that you can continue off of and, and I think that's something that a lot of the youth these days tend to miss out on or they tend to miss the point about just concept of dating quote unquote dating in general you know, the butterflies are flying, yeah, emotions like, are high, and, but you can't pay bills with those kind of emotions, you know? <laughs> Yo, legit, legit. Or, or the drugs. As one, one of my uncles, like, he's like, um, like, I was talking to him about marriage, and then he's like, yo, you're not considering the drugs. And then he didn't explain it, but I got what he meant. Wait, wait drugs? It basically means, like, emotions are running high, and, like, oh, that's you're, what you're affectionate towards that person, so, like, whatever it is that you need to do to make it work with that person that's what the drugs means you're not thinking rationally that's just that's basically what it means that's emotions basically yeah, yeah but he's just you saying say that like, yeah. <laughs> why say why bring that word in is uh one of uh, yeah our, one of our oldest uncles like but he's very knowledgeable but that's how he said it, it. I, I didn't know what it meant i'm pretty sure i know who, which uncle that you're talking about yeah, okay you're cool. cool though yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so so right. what we're trying to say is like even before considering to propose to people you are interested in or like to date, quote unquote, learn the responsibilities of a spouse and of a husband and if you can fulfill them. So as a husband, you are responsible for your wife um, and financially is just one of the ways that you're responsible for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to consider if that is something that you can provide. If it can't, if you're if it's not. You know, if it's not something that you could do for, you know, the foreseeable future, if it's not something in your books anytime soon, there are ways that you can, you know, devote your energy towards other things. Because, like we mentioned, you don't want to just date with no end goal in mind. You just don't want to lock a person down and just hold her until you start to, you know, build that character. You're, right? you're basically suffocating them in a, a yeah, environment. Yeah, and, and it's not fair to her, too. So right, like She's exactly. waiting for years until you get a job. Like, it's just not, <laughs> it's not, it's not fair to her, right? Right. Um, so there are ways to, you know, devote your energy towards other things. So even when we start to think about, you know, start not to even think about that sort of thing, Islam mentions to stay in a state of wuzu. So yeah. wuzu is a, is a shield of a Muslim and um, like the simple act of, you know, you wake up, do wuzu after you freshen up in the morning, you go to the bathroom, do wuzu afterwards, fast as well. So, you know, not only will fasting give you less energy throughout the day, so you're not thinking about that sort of thing, yeah. it, it's going to keep you busy. So right. especially in a day when the, in the winter, when the days are really short, you got to start thinking about, you know, I got to pray Zohar, I might miss Asar super quickly. Maghrib's gonna come soon, um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna keep you busy. And this is what even bodybuilders will tell you. So like, when they're dieting down for competitions, when they're like really peeled and shredded with no body fat, <laughs> like their sex drive like goes like below the ground. It like plummets. They don't well, even think baseline. about that sort of thing. Below baseline. Yeah, it's like they don't even think about that sort of thing. Wow. Because like your body, it's even like for physiologically your body doesn't want to produce because that's not the genes of somebody that it like of a like that's not healthy to be that super lean yeah so your body doesn't want to reproduce at that point so it's basically that's what lowers your sex drive right, okay. so reducing your body fat will really help reduce thinking about that such urges thing. basically i mean yeah the, the whole fasting thing i think that it's like you know, Ramadan's a good example. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also if I read somewhere that if you are about to marry someone and you have these like desires and whatnot, the, you have to first and, first and foremost keep in mind about what your purpose in marrying this individual is all about. Are you doing it just because of your desires? Or are you doing it because you want to have a life with this person for forever and ever basically, mm-hmm. right? So I think it, when it comes to fasting, I think there was a rule. It was either either 30 to 40 days. And you must also... Or as long as you want to. Or, I mean, yeah. like, that's, like, kind of, like, the, the baseline in yeah. terms of getting rid of that urges. And like you said earlier about how it keeps you busy yeah. and how your energy is, like, sort of, like, more preoccupied with other matters at hand. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's a really good way to keep yourself yeah. in, in check. Because there are things to do to fast. Like, even my mom told me, like, <clears throat> fasting without any of the prayer or the zikr, which is what you're supposed to do during fast, it's, like, tying up an animal and leaving it in the corner and when sundown comes you untie it like no one Allah doesn't want that kind of fast like no no one like that doesn't make any sense so like yeah. when you're fasting it doesn't mean just don't eat like the, the, there are things that will keep you occupied occupied like the prayer and like the zikr and everything or like filming the podcast what or like filming the podcast oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this, this <laughs> definitely keeps you occupied yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah like keeping yourself occupied is going to help keep your mind off that sort of thing 
Um, so that's if you want to devote your energy towards other things, then marriage is not on the books for you. So right. if, now if you're, if you're thinking about marriage and you want to meet uh, women for the sake of marriage and for proposing, um, I'd say you'd want to think about ways that keep you away from any kind of sin. Because that's one of the benefits of marriage to begin with. Like mm -hmm. it keeps you away from a life of sin and impulse and immorality. Um, that's those types of emotions, those drugs, the impulses, <laughs> impulses. That, those can really run pretty high. So make sure if you're going to meet um, women for the sake of marriage, make sure you keep all of that in mind. You don't want those situations for Zina to even occur. So think about those types of situations where they can occur and take multiple steps backwards so that those situations don't, hmm. right? So a good way to do this, this is how even imams would mention this as well. Think about a chaperone when you're going to meet women that you're thinking of proposing to. So it could be your parents, it could be a friend, brother, somebody that you trust. It can be awkward. Like I'm, I'm not saying that it's for everybody. Like if somebody's over your shoulder just judging you when you're talking to someone, like that's not, <laughs> like you're not going to be able to be comfortable in that scenario. Yeah. But like it protects not only both of you guys from doing anything wrong it also makes sure that both of you guys are in it for the right reasons because of course if you're in it for the right reasons something like that is not going to matter towards you mm. um so not only can it help with committing something wrong it can also come like it's from a security perspective so if somebody right. knows where you're at and who you're with like somebody they can know if something were to happen so right, you know, right. if you get kidnapped or whatever somebody knows where you were and who you were talking to <laughs> um all of that is there so it can help not only from a security perspective but also islamically as well right on yeah and i mean i i think when it comes to meeting your potential spouse mm. and like you said about how you want to make sure that you have a third party involved mm. even if you didn't have a third party you still want to be in an environment where it's hard for you to, to engage in something that's sinful, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, I think, I, you know, I think there was a friend of mine who, who he got married to the person he met at that time. Uh, they met at some banquet hall or something like that. And these two, like, they had, there was a wedding going on. These two kept talking while mm. people were there, of course, mm. for the whole duration of the wedding. They didn't even pay attention to the wedding events at all, yeah. which was funny. So the imam is going... Yeah, and like, during the back. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one pissed me off. I was yeah. the imam. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was funny, imam's but... like, do any of the, anybody objects? And then you hear people talking in the background. It's like, yeah. okay, it looks like, sounds like somebody objects. Who are you? Oh, man. Yeah, that would piss me off. <laughs> but, you know, but hey, it worked out. But congrats like, to them. They're, they're they're it worked out, yeah. and then they yeah. married home. But they, they did it right, though. They did it in a, in a very... Um, I don't want to say formal, but I'm going to say in a very proper manner, yeah, islamically so, speaking. So in a banquet hall, there's going to be people around. Right, right. Yeah, so like it avoids you know that impulse and that temptation. So opt in for more crowded locations if you're going to go meet people. Absolutely. Avoid going out at night, um, you know, especially now where like days are super short. So you got to make sure you're praying your namaz on time. Yeah. But like, so night can be the only thing. Um, but avoid it if you can, because, you know, in, if we take Rami for an example, he just saw the night, he saw his car, and then he took an opportunity and it just presented itself. So, so you know, those things will avoid those harm situations. Yeah. And, you know, these are pieces of advice that I heard back, you know, in grade four, there's like sex ed was part of gym. 
Oh, that was for, for me grade six. That was the first oh, yeah? time I got exposed to it in grade it was, six. Yeah. Maybe it was grade four or grade three. Grade six and then grade 11. Yeah, that's yeah. when sex had come in. And this is what they were teaching. So, like, don't go at, go in crowded groups. Don't go in out at night. Don't go, um, uh, you know, don't be secluded. Um, go to crowded locations. And I thought it was, like, really cringy at the time. But, <laughs> like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, this is going to protect you from doing something that's that's going to, you know, that you might do something that you're going to regret. Mm-hmm. So, so that's there. Um, also, when you're going through this process, um, think about your parents as well and keep them involved. They also have rights when it comes, you know, to their daughter-in-law or their son-in-law. Um, within limits, of course. Like, you're not trying to, you know, like, you're not picking a... You want to pick somebody who's going to be happy for your for your child, not that you're going to be happy with for your <laughs> for your son it's daughter like in law. Satisfying your your needs. Basically. Yeah, you don't want to pressure your your children to marry you who you want to, but mm-hmm. like they also do have rights when it comes to this process, so keep mm-hmm. them involved. And it's also you know just to make sure like there's something there. If there's not, you know, cool. Like you move on on to the next one. It's like you haven't built anything, so like emotions aren't high or the drugs aren't there. <laughs> Um, the drugs yeah but, I really uh, gotta meet him and find out why he said that like uh, you just say emotions it makes sense no I mean like but the word emotions like what do you just, mean just say that yeah like, cause I was, I was there and then uh, like I was getting his advice on something and he's like yo you're forgetting about the, about the drugs and I'm like yo you think I take drugs strong shit but, but then now I know what uh, now I know what he was saying <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> but you know you know what the, the, the thing is I wanna maybe touch upon this um, the whole parental aspect yes they do have rights I agree with you on that mm-hmm. There's two things I want to maybe kind of get into. One is that um, I think a lot of scholars would agree on this too as well that, no, sorry, they do say this and not agree. They have said this where if you were to tell your daughter or your son to marry a certain individual and they didn't have a choice, mm-hmm. that's haram. Yeah. It's a sin. Because you're basically giving your child no right to decide what they want for themselves. Which is, the which only, is not the case. No, uh, no. Like, not, I, I mean, parents. Like, listen, parents love their children at the end of the day. You know. No, no what I mean, like, is that's that's not like marriage is not like that. Where like you get a photo and a oh, date no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, and it's, it's a like, Sherwani and you no, gotta no, show up and that's yeah, that's, absolutely. No, yeah. That's like yo, that's like medieval. Oh my god. Yeah, man. no, that's not. That's, that's like, like you know, you know, back in the day they used to do that. They would just see a photo, it's like okay, hot you get a shot. That happened in our family, bro. No, I mean, yeah, but like still, it's it's we have we have family members who didn't know who they were marrying until the day out. And they only knew what they looked like when they took them home. I found it so weird. I swear. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not... Like, I mean, like, no, no, no judgmental, but like, it's just still weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know nothing about them. Like, yeah, no yeah, squad. But that's them. not... That's not. That should not be forced. Right, no. And absolutely. But the thing is, see, it's, it's happening in, in our society today. Like, mm-hmm. I know many people right now who are in that situation who have been married. And a year later, they're not happy. Like, yeah. they're really miserable. They're very miserable. And where does this come down to? This comes down to the parents, mm-hmm. right? And I remember there was a, another, I remember Ustadawan uh, Khan, he was giving a bayan about this topic we we're talking about today. And yeah. he said something about how uh, when you're taking your daughter or your son to a, a place, like let's say for example, you're sending them to university. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to have these interactions with yeah. other uh, genders, of course. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, when they have this interaction with someone who they want to marry and you tell them about it, it can go two ways. One, they'll be, okay, sure, tell us more about them, and we'll get exchange phone numbers, good, bam. 
The other way is that they will get very mad at you and then they will curse you out and then they will take yeah, you back home yeah. and marry you to some weird guy and whatever. Sorry, not, not weird, but like, you yeah, know what I mean, right? Yeah. Now, the thing is that when they're miserable then or they're not getting married, the parent will start to cry or start to ask like, yo, what, what, what am I doing? I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. He said that, yo, look at yourself first. Are you being too hard on your child in terms of what, who they want to marry? Because it clearly looks like it. Yeah. Right, you crying to Allah saying, "Yo, why is my daughter, or my son not getting married?" Because and so and so, I'm giving them so many things, and they're choosing not to do this, or they're miserable and they're shy, they want not. Mm. Look at you. Yeah. Maybe you are the reason. Maybe that's why. Right. And then more so, let's just say that you have a connection with someone, and your parents are not on board with it. Right. I say it's not the end of the world. I'm, I'm like for those that are in this situation right now, there's still hope. Mm. I'm gonna say there's still hope. The thing is that you would need to have some sort of uh, compromise. Yeah. To make it work. And because at the end of the day, Shadi, I keep saying Shadi, sorry, wedding. Shadi means wedding, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Shadi means wedding, by keep the way. Keep your culture. That's all good. <laughs> in, 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 in essence, it means it's like you're compromising with someone at the end of the day. And my dad, he actually said that it's all about compromising with the yeah. individual that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with. There's a lot yeah. of compromise in marriage and Absolutely. relationships Absolutely. in general. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. like, and uh, more importantly speaking, when you're in these situations of dating someone, like, I know there's people who are tuning into our podcast right now who are in the situation right now that are dating and maybe they might have done some things behind closed doors, who knows, whatnot. It's not our point to judge. They're not like, our point not to judge. We're not judging yeah. you. We're just saying that this this happens in a society. We're saying do the right thing and make it halal as soon as possible. When you find someone that you want to, you know, maybe spend the rest of your life with, do what you got to do to make it halal. Get your parents involved. Mm-hmm. Can maybe get a third party involved. If they have siblings, get them involved. And slowly, slowly build your way to making it more, uh, what's that I'm looking for? More, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, there was, I want to use a better word, but that's the best word I can think of. Before you guys can maybe do something that you'll instantly regret yeah. later on. Now, keep in mind that halal doesn't mean just get married if you if you committed, you know, zina. Or, no, no, absolutely not. No, 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 absolutely not. Like, there is that train of thought where like, okay, if you did something wrong, marry her so it makes it better. Like, <laughs> it even happened in the show where Dina and that other guy, like, they you know did what yeah do, and then he's like you know what we should get married it just makes it better <laughs> doesn't that doesn't make any sense i forgot about like that, you can't yeah. like two wrongs don't cancel each other <laughs> no, out. They don't, so they like don't. one zina is a very heinous sin but marriage being forced or pressured to marry somebody is you're like you're ruining lives basically at that point like you're subjecting to somebody to a life of misery um which is also very severe and the punishment for that is very severe either if it's on you know the parents side if the pressure comes from the parents or even from the children so yeah. you're not supposed to just making some if you guys have done something wrong like making it halal doesn't mean get married because that doesn't like that, that doesn't make any sense like right. um, just marrying just for the sake of you know okay i did this so i have to do i have to get married to her like that doesn't that doesn't that's not what we mean by make halal right um you, you, you want to like basically re, like if you let's just say something did happen you would like to reevaluate the situation that you're in, both in because yeah. what's what's the why did you guys get together in the first place yeah and what we're trying to say is like yeah. the, if you're going to date quote unquote like if you're going to see you know you know women for the sake of for proposing like yeah. it should be for the sake of marriage hmm. and if you have that anchored in you within you early on it you know the whole conversation changes Absolutely. Which is, that's why I'm like on first dates, I would talk about, okay, are you open to like, will you be working and do you plan on, you're laughing. No, it's just, I'm just remembering the, it reminds me of the, the episode in Rami. 
where like she's talking with the hijabi in the masjid. Oh yeah. And she's like mentioning like yeah, it's, that's that's yeah, you basically. All, all. No, yeah. but he was, he, he, he was he was just trying to play it off so cool. Like he's uh, I think the girl's like. So what's your favorite surah from the Quran? And then he's like the classics. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be specific, yeah. buddy. Come on. But then, but then there's also things that like don't matter. So like she was basically saying like um, she wanted her children to learn Arabic, which it, it, which is if you want that, that's fine. Um, but that shouldn't be a requirement for like marriage. Hmm. That doesn't negate someone's character because the guy doesn't know understand Arabic. Right. right. Um, there are different ways to learn the Quran. There are English translations. Sure, you're not going to get the full benefit. Full package, full, basically. Yeah. yeah. But there are still ways. But then, I mean, that's her requirements, and everybody has their own requirements. And then that, when you have that anchored within you, you're trying to get married. That shapes all of your conversations. So on first dates, you're going to be talking. Like I've talked about. If she's open to, you know, providing for some of the expenses, because like, you know, Toronto is pretty expensive and like oh, you can't really do yeah, things. Yeah. It's gonna be incredibly rare that you can have somebody that can provide for you just on one income. Right, right, um, right. So, so are you opening to? Are you open to sharing with expenses? Like, I have elderly parents who are kind of sick, and then they rely on me financially, so I need my spouse to live with me. Are you open to that? That's a big conversation to have. You want to be realistic with your criteria too yeah. as well. Because like, I know like now these days, like a lot of like, I mean, not, not to pinpoint anyone, not to shame anyone here, but like a lot of guys or girls even, they tend to have these realistic expectations where like they want so like um, the guy, uh, they want them to live by together without parents involved, which mm-hmm. you can still do. It's fine. You can do that. But they like, they want like these whole huge demands, which are so unrealistic. Yeah. Like, they want like, like I remember one time a friend of mine who was, who was getting engaged initially they the, the the girl she wanted like yo in the kitchen they need they, they need to be like this type of fridge the it needs to be this You're big lying. no no I'm not no I'm not joking I am not joking with you I'm not joking that doesn't matter <laughs> I was man. Like, I'm like wait wait where did this come from jeez okay I'm like sure. okay okay but yeah like coming down I'm saying you want to be realistic you want it yeah again compromise that's but that's but that's the thing if you have marriage in the thought of your mind early. You're going to think, okay, I want to live in a house with a kitchen with this. Right. Can you provide that? So right. that would be early on. That if you can't, then you move on to the next one. That's fine. But uh, that, that shapes your conversations. Because there's nothing worse than like spending time with somebody, building a connection, building affection towards each other. And then when the time comes to get, like to start thinking about marriage, it just can't work out. Either, mm-hmm. you know, parents aren't on board or like finances you guys don't align or like she doesn't like the kitchen or whatever so like <laughs> there's nothing worse than having that conversation later on wasting all that time that mental energy right, and right. everything so absolutely, like absolutely have those conversations early on so they're like, very important they're yeah. very important so point we're trying to make is dating halal answer is it's complicated <laughs> you are allowed to meet women for the sake of marriage but there are rules involved. Within the confinements of the Islamic ruling too. Yeah, there are ways on how to do it. And on the flip side, you know, going too far into getting very acquainted with the opposite gender has very heinous consequences on it as well. So keep mm. that all in mind. Mm. Mm. But I, I, that probably left everyone with more questions than answers after this I mean, this episode. Like, listen, like, <laughs> see, I think this whole topic in general, it's an endless debate. There's yeah. no right or wrong answer here. It's all about in terms of the context of what Senso individual would do in this situation. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it, I mean, I'll be open to doing this episode again. Like, maybe a part two of this, if they want it. 
I'll yeah, I mean, to. like that's that's what it's got to be. Like, tune in to the next episodes because this is this is gonna continue. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be exciting though. And I really hope you guys like this episode. Uh, feel free to comment, like, subscribe to as well. Share the word, spread us around, we and let us like... know your thoughts as well. Yeah, so yeah please. And we would like to hear your thoughts on this yeah. topic as well. And more so, uh, uh, be sure to subscribe to our other uh, platforms: Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, and also on YouTube too as well. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I've been your host, Riel. I'm Fayez. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. May peace and blessings be upon you all.